fans just might turn into all fans. Be cool, it's just a part of this program. Spit your best 16 if you must. You not whack, you just sound whack rapping after us. For real. My man Justin, what's cracking today? Bro, I'm surprised you haven't popped out the champagne bottles. Nah, I'm getting man. excited. We, hey, just like Kobe, we ain't done anything yet. <laughs> job ain't finished, man. Hey, job ain't finished. That's right, Job baby. ain't finished, man. Oh, hey. man, I'm excited for this episode of Total BS Podcast, man. I know you're hype. I know you got your, uh, is that the Devin Armani shirt the, that, that, that you're wearing? Um, that Armani mode, baby. Armani mode. <laughs> yeah, you go to Sadaka. You can go to the Sun Solar Panel page, and, uh, and you can buy one of your own for just $25, man, and it feels great. Get your merch. There you go. It looks Sun- comfy. Dude, it's oh man, it's super comfy. And I'm sure Absolutely. with the the state of the suns right now, it's even more comfortable. Oh man, it's uh, we're living the dream right now. But you you've been there, you've done that, you know how it is. So, uh, you know, we'll get right into it. We want to. Yeah. We already did the intro and everything. So let's get let's get to cracking. Uh, we'll, we'll go ahead and start off with those suns. What's your level of surprise or um, uh, you know, level of impression on what this Phoenix team has done so far? You know, uh, I'm going to start off with the, the fan base first and foremost because you, the fan base just is so excited about something that hasn't been done in 28 years. And I see a, lo- a lot of obnoxious Lakers fans coming at Phoenix Suns fans saying, like, yo, act like you've been there. Like, I saw a clip of the, I think it was the 2010 Western Conference Finals, and um, it, it was after the Lakers, you know, moved on to the NBA Finals and they were handing them the trophy in the locker room. And it was just dead silent because Mm -hmm. these guys were trained. We're not trying to get to the freaking Western Conference Finals. The end goal is to win the NBA Finals. So they were all just quiet, very reserved, very Kobe-like. Whereas the Phoenix Suns, like that moment with Chris Paul, uh, where you know as the as the second the clock was ticking down, you know he looked over at Monty Williams and was like, "I can't, I can't hold my excitement." And Monty Williams was like, "You're going to the NBA, or you're going to the NBA Finals." And like that moment together, like it, it was almost as if they won the championship. But I mean, all they're doing is just going to the next level. Yeah. But but it's something that hasn't been done in so long, and this franchise has just been aching for something like this for a long, long time now. And you know what? I'm I'm just gonna be that Lakers fan that's like, you know, I, I'm an ally. I'm go I'm gonna join the Phoenix Suns bandwagon. I hope they win the NBA Finals. Because it's just it's just great for the state of Arizona, and honestly, it's great for the franchise, and it's great for the NBA for yeah. a team to never win an NBA championship and now be four wins away. I, I think it's just absolutely incredible, and also to do it with house money. This isn't a super team. This isn't a bunch of superstars that were just added in the off season, yeah. put together, and like, okay, hey, go do something. Like, look at what happened with the Brooklyn Nets. Injuries happen. They imploded. Mm-hmm. With the Phoenix Suns, they stayed the course. They have guys that they drafted, and they just so happen to add in a 36-year-old point guard, and now they're four wins away from an MA championship. Dude, it's freaking awesome, man. I'm happy well, for the Suns. You know, it's easy to say, you, you know, act like you've been there before when you're there like every five or ten years, right? You know, 100%. It's, it's, it's a little easier to say that, you know, and, and and it's also easier to have that mentality as you were talking about with the Lakers in the in, in the locker room with Kobe when Kobe went to the finals within his first four years of being in the league, you know what I mean? And then they won three in a row. So when you get to that fourth or fifth cha- championship or that fourth or fifth ride, you know, yeah, it's, you know, 2010, you know, you're like, uh, you know, I've been here four times before. I'm trying to get my my fifth title, like act like you've been here before is a little easier to say and swallow. But for a group of individuals who have never been there, 
you know, especially Chris Paul, 16 years in the league. He's come close, you know, basically only one other time with the Rockets when they should have beaten the Golden State Warriors. But then he gets injured with his hamstring and he's out, you know, like it, it, it's so bitter. Those those pills you have to swallow that when you finally get over the hump, it's like, oh, my gosh, the euphoria that you feel, you know, just to get into that moment, it's. It's it can't be understated, and for a franchise, you know, you know, Justin, the 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 length to go from seventy two to ninety three. I was born in seventy nine. Seventy two was the last time the the Suns were in the NBA Finals. So when the that length of time between that time it's seventy two and ninety three, and then from ninety three to now, the length of time was was longer in this last portion that it was the first portion i wasn't even born for that first portion so to me i'm like man it really has been almost 30 years that is crazy so um you know i'm i'm excited for this franchise you know as a longtime suns fan uh there were some there were some lean years man some really really hard years where you just had to you know try to persist and, and and stay positive but you know two years ago when deandre Aiden gets you know, drafted, he's in the franchise, and they only win 19 games. They lose 66, I think. Man, it was tough. Man, yeah. it was so tough. You know what I mean? But you get through it, and and now they're they're on the, the cusp of possibly winning their first championship. And if the Hawks get there, it will be the first championship for one of those two franchises, which I think is yeah. remarkable. And, and for all those people who are talking about this as a star-driven league, it is a star-driven league. Don't get me wrong. But I think the NBA ratings are telling you that people like new and they like fresh and they like something that's a little bit different from time to time. And so not seeing LeBron in the NBA finals again, you know what I mean? Or Steph Curry, even, you know, he's been in the finals, what, four of the last six years, you know, like it's a little old. So now you're getting a, a new wave, a fresh, you know, a fresh look to the, to the NBA in the NBA finals. Uh, that, that I think this the NBA is going to realize and capitalize on a little bit more. And I don't think the markets really matter anymore because I think people will watch. I'm just curious, though, because LeBron and Steph, when they were in the finals for so many years going against each other, people started to compare it to, okay, this, is, this could be like modern-day Magic versus Bird. You know, these are the Lakers versus the Celtics. And they're going to meet each other in the NBA finals every single year. But people seem like they got tired of it where I don't really and I wasn't around then, but like I don't really think people got tired of Magic Johnson versus Larry Bird in the NBA finals every single year. Well, I, I think there's a couple things that go to that. First, the the Celtics and the Lakers were not super teams, right? They well, they weren't constructed as super teams, right? They had some some draft assets, they made some trades. You know what I mean? Like those kind of things. Whereas it wasn't magic didn't go to, you know, bird and Michael Jordan and say, Hey, let's, let's join forces and play on the same team together. And I think that that rubs people the wrong way. And there's, there's a, an inorganic nature about, about doing that. Right. Yeah. With Harden and, and KD and Irving, it's almost like you're trying to steal a championship or you're trying to force your way into a championship without really going through people like to know, that you had to go through uh, a certain series of things to get to where you're at. And if you just try to shortcut it, um, I don't think people appreciate that as much. You know what I mean? So like, that's why people, 
give credit to the 2015 Warriors or 14 Warriors who or 15, yeah, 15 Warriors who won the championship without KD and beat LeBron uh, and and the Cavs, even though Kyrie Irving got hurt in, in game one. Um, they give more credit to that than any of the KD championships that the Warriors won. And, and the reason why is because they did it organically, just like the Suns did. They drafted Steph Curry. They drafted uh, Clay Thompson. They drafted Draymond Green. Those three didn't combine on their own. It, it, so it was an organic thing, and people were excited to see that, and it was something new, which reminds me of what's going on right now with the Suns. You have Devin Booker drafted by the Suns. DeAndre Aiden, drafted by the Suns. Mikael Bridges, Cam Johnson, all drafted by the Suns. And then you add those little small pieces like Jay Crowder and Chris Paul that make it what it is right now. Campaign was out of the league. He was over in China. China. You know what I mean? And then got the call and came back to play with Monty because Monty wanted to take a chance on him because he believed in him. Anybody could have had campaign. Nobody wanted campaign. And he came out, showed out, and he's – he was just as vital as Chris Paul in the series against the Clippers. Basically, cemented that game two win outside of the, you know, obviously the Valley Oop. So, there's so much that goes into some of these teams in the trials and tribulations and the Chris Paul story and Devin Booker, you know, being called empty calories when he scores. You know, it's like now they're there and they did it the right way, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, they they didn't cheat the system. They didn't try to sh- make a shortcut. They did it the right way, and they did it in only two years, which is remarkable. So I remember walking in downtown San Francisco with you during the NCAA tournament, um, and we were just you know having a great time going to all these restaurants, going to check out the Nike store, and then we get this notification that Devin Booker scores seventy points. Oh, oh, but the Phoenix Suns lost. <laughs> and like you would see the photo of Devin Booker holding up the number 70 and all the, the guys around them, you see like, uh, gosh, who was on that team then? Like Dragon Bender and oh, Josh yeah, Jackson and like just a bunch of bums. And uh, I think it was just so awesome because that the Instagram photo that was put out there, um, I don't know if you know this, but Jay Crowder commented yeah. Yeah, on yeah. it then and yeah. said it's like, look at a, bu- a bunch of happy dudes after an L. Um, but, but that was the state of the Suns then. And like yeah. the fact that Devin Booker had to score 70 points just for them to be competitive in that game. Now he can have a, a not a night off, but just a, a casual performance. And he can rely on Chris Paul, rely on Deandre and rely on all the role players, yeah. uh, to, to carry the load. And it, honestly, it's, it's just, it's really great to see. And you know what? Monty Williams is showing why he was snubbed for coach of the year. I like Tom Thibodeau. I think, you know, he's a solid coach, but you don't deserve to win NBA coach of the year just because you take the Knicks to the first round of the NBA playoffs and and get get done in five games and get done in five games by the Atlanta Hawks, which could, you know, go to the NBA finals, but you're in a big market. So of course that that's going to help you out. But what Monty Williams has done, if, it's if, just, dude, if, it's so ridiculous. If Monty Williams and the Phoenix Suns were in New York, Monty Williams would have won every single vote of that Coach of the Year trophy. He, he would have. They, they oh, were, for sure. Nobody else would have voted for Tom Thibodeau. If Tom Thibodeau and the Knicks were actually the Phoenix Suns, it wouldn't have happened. And that's that's what I think is the the farce there. Uh, you know, it's it's a damn lie. You, you can't sit there and tell me that Monty Williams isn't as, uh, didn't do a, a as good or better job as – as uh, Tom Thibodeau. So, uh, but I digress. When we move forward, 
and we, you know, I know we've been talking about the Suns, but you know, the Bucks and the and the Hawks, you know, they're about to wrap up their series. Uh, only two games left. If the Hawks can win Game Six, Trey Young battling injuries, Giannis battling injuries, it's almost a survival of the fittest. Who you got coming out of that series and why? I'm still gonna go with the Milwaukee Bucks. I just think the role players uh, is just has the upper hand in the series. I thought Chris Middleton has shown why he's, you know, one of the better complimentary pieces in the NBA over the last, uh, last game. And also Brooke Lopez too, just a casual, what was it? 33 points that he scored in that game. Another big man who just kind of became mild. Nobody, you know, really wanted him or teams wanted him, but he just didn't have a significant role in that game. The other night, when Giannis is out, Splash Mountain was in full effect. Chris Middleton has been awesome. Drew Holiday is an unbelievable guard. Like the Milwaukee Bucks, I think, have the better chance of beating the Phoenix Suns in the NBA Finals, even without Giannis. But with that being said, if they want to beat the Phoenix Suns, they're going to need a Giannis Antetokounmpo. So um, I think when it's all said and done, I think Milwaukee is going to close it out. Um, you know, those bone bruises, man, bone bruises are, are, difficult injuries to go through and Trey Young's dealing with that. So um yeah, I, I got the Bucks coming out of the Eastern Conference and going to the NBA finals and against the Phoenix Suns, man, that the the Bucks versus the Suns, you want to talk about a storybook finish. Well, who's the franchise that took away Kareem Abdul Jabbar from the Phoenix Suns? You know who it is. I yeah. won't say it. So exactly the Bucks. And I think with all the injuries that have favored the Phoenix Suns, and I'm not going to put an asterisk. I actually talked to your boy Espo on radio earlier this week, and we, we're kind of on the same page. Yeah, the Phoenix Suns have gotten pretty lucky when it comes to, to injuries along the way in the, in the playoffs and getting to this point. Obviously, star players were injured, but you can't discredit them because, you know what, they, they got the job finished. They didn't go to seven games. They took care of their business, and they advanced to every single round, and they were just awaiting for their next opponent. So this isn't going to be an Asterix championship for the Phoenix Suns. This isn't going to be a footnote season. Is it an interesting way to win a championship for, for a young Suns team? Absolutely. But I'm not going to discredit them, even if the Bucks are injured in, in the next round with Giannis. So. No, I mean, every team goes through trials and tribulations throughout the season. And sometimes you get lucky and sometimes you don't. And sometimes those injuries, you know, for the, all the Raptors, everybody's talking about, you know, like, OK, well, you know, you guys had this, this, this and injury and whatever. I mean, again, I go back. Chris Paul injured in the Western Conference Finals. They they. They were up by, I think, 30 in that game seven, you know, and then they choked it away and they lost. Chris Paul would have stopped that from happening. He just would have. And the Houston Rockets would have went to the NBA finals, but they didn't. And he got injured. But nobody says it's an asterisk on, on the Golden State Warriors. So, you know, again, that the Toronto Raptors, as you mentioned, uh, every year we can go back and talk about this injury, that injury, whatever. Uh, but. Hey, it is what it is. The Suns took advantage of, of what they were supposed to do. They won the games they were supposed to win, and they also did it without Chris Paul twice, and they did it without with a Chris Paul injured in the first round against the Lakers. Uh, basically, that entire series until the last game, it looked like he was finally himself. So for all those naysayers who want to put this, 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 there's always some some stupid-ass person out there that wants to put a caveat on all this dumb stuff. And it's just – it's like, yeah. you know what? Sit your ass in your room – Stay on your keyboard <laughs> and just shut up because it doesn't matter. 
A championship yeah. is a championship, and nobody will remember who the hell was injured during that season when they look up and they see the banner up there in the sky. That's all that matters. So, But if the Hawks were to somehow go to the NBA Finals, let's say they you know, get, get Trey Young back, they make this a series, and then they, you know, they take it the distance and, and the win. So you got Nate McMillan versus Monty Williams. To me, those have been the top two coaches in the NBA this year. I, I, Monty Williams is coach of the year. Nate McMillan took over a Hawks team that was on pace to go to the lottery. They weren't going to even be in the playoffs. Yeah. And now, now they're going to be in the NBA Finals, of course, if they beat the Milwaukee Bucks. So, man, it's, it's, just, it's just great basketball right now. You know, it's, it's new. It's refreshing. And... Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see uh, this finals matchup. So yeah, yeah, for sure. Hey, you know, other big news this week. Obviously, NIL got approved. Uh, July first was the first day athletes could start um, profiting off of their likeness and their image. And uh, man, deals are coming in left and right. Uh, Show me money know, right now. Uh, I know this morning Spencer Rattler uh, signed a deal with uh, Raising Canes. Yeah, no way. Yeah, raising canes out there. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, defensive end uh, Antoine Owens, a Jack- Jackson State defensive end. So he's from HBCU, struck a deal with Three Kings Grooming, a black-owned hair product shop. Um, so there's a local angle to this. There's a national angle to this. Um, Derek King from the University of Miami rolled out an expansive deal on Thursday morning, um, and uh, he's he's going to promote college hunks hauling junk and moving. <laughs> so, uh, okay. which uh, in his monthly payment from College Hunks uh, will be about ten thousand dollars and can go all the way up to twenty thousand. So, uh, there are entities out there that are trying to get um, you know some of these athletes, and and and, and I think the biggest fear was it was only going to be the higher profile athletes. Nope, Fresno State has a pair of twins, uh, uh, twin guards, Hannah and Haley Cavender. Uh, who are TikTok famous, and they have, I think, something over 3 million followers uh, along TikTok and Instagram. Yep. And they um, and they they signed a deal with Boost Mobile uh, on Thursday morning as well um, to promote their stuff. So, I mean, it, it is it is rough shot all over the place. Uh, Justin Ross, uh, you know, Matt Blackhost. I mean, they, these are these are people that you don't necessarily um, know. They're not household names. Some people do. But these are athletes that, are, that have understood the value that they provide, whether it be on the court or in social media specifically. And there's local entities and national entities that see that. And they're like, well, we can use that to our advantage. And they're paying these athletes uh, the money that they deserve because they should be able to profit off their likeness. And, and what I think it also proves, at least I'm hopeful, that this is not going to be one of those scenarios where – if you live in Los Angeles, you're going to get Los Angeles money. But yeah. if you live in New Mexico, you're going to get New Mexico money because two girls from Fresno State, okay, Fresno State, in the middle of California where nobody really wants to live, <laughs> let's be honest about that, uh, they just profited big time off of a national entity like Boost Mobile. How did that happen? It's because their social media following is that strong, and that's the reason why I think a lot of these brands are going to be targeting uh, some of these athletes for opportunities and money. I was uh, one of those guys that thought, well, this is great, but if they move forward with this, USC, UCLA, the LA schools, I mean, they're going to clean house because there's just so much more opportunity in Los Angeles than, say, I don't know, Corvallis, Oregon. 
but social media has just completely opened the door for a lot of these kids. And I was looking at, you know, a guy like uh, B. John Robinson, who's been on Total BS podcast uh, before. Uh, it, the, the first day that he was like, I'm, uh, I'm trying to benefit off my name, image, likeness. A lot of these guys are all, are going on cameo. Yeah, it's it's easy money for them. And you know what? It, it's it's gonna probably pay bills. It's going to probably give money back to their families because you know a lot of these student athletes they don't come from well-off families that just are just sitting on on a, on a bunch of money. So a lot of these kids, I mean, they are in a way providers for their family. And you know, B. B. B John Robinson said, "Okay, I'm uh, <laughs> I'm on a hundred uh, charging a hundred dollars for every cameo." video and so if you want a birthday message if you want a motivational message then a hundred bucks and then I, I will send it your way i checked uh the next day or two days later uh and he it went from a hundred dollars to 125 dollars and uh to quote somebody on twitter the price of the brick just went up yeah. um, <laughs> but yeah. no but it's it's great it's not just cameo though like i was looking at um hersey miller son of a Percy Miller, AKA yeah, Master yeah. P. Yeah. Um, he just signed as a guard with Tennessee State. Now I get it, being the son of Master P certainly helps out, but he just signed a $2 million deal to become a brand ambassador for Web Apps America, a tech company that specializes in web, mobile, and software solutions. So all these companies from all walks of life are all coming at these student athletes because like you said, Saul, they see the social media following. They see the Instagram followers, and they're like, "Whoa, this guy's got over a hundred thousand followers. All we got to do is just pay him money so he could put this on his feed and get people to come to our company." Two million dollars. Two million dollars. Like That's the like. Saul, so we are officially in the wild, wild west of college athletics. It is going to be a free for all, and I'm curious to see how the NCAA looks to regulate it. And will there possibly be a cap for these student athletes? I don't think there should be, but you can't. If it's a free society, you can't. But you can't, you can't put a limit on any of this stuff. And, all you and, gotta, and again, it, it, again, it's it's who you know, right? Like Percy Miller obviously has connections with from his dad as well. That probably helped a little bit um, try to to get this deal done. Um, and he's at Tennessee State. Tennessee State, yeah. Like again, it doesn't matter where you're going; it's you. It's you, the individual, who can make it happen. And, um, you know, it, uh, one of the, 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 the byproducts of this, and this is, I think, is going to be very interesting, right? Think about all those athletes right now that are getting hyped up. Um, and they're deciding whether or not they should come out and go pro or, you know, X, Y, and Z, right? You might find college athletics more lucrative than going pro. And the reason why is, is because if you go pro and you're not that superstar in that local market, you're just like, for instance, Alonzo Trier and Raleigh Alkins, right? <laughs> Remember those two guys from the U of A days, right? Those two guys didn't have flourishing NBA careers by any stretch of the imagination. Alonzo Trier played for almost two years and then is now trying to, to, to maintain himself in the league. Raleigh Alkins isn't even on an NBA roster. Um, he's just playing at like, I think the local LA fitness kind of stuff right now and trying to make his way uh, in a lawsuit with eyebrows and all this other stuff. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to go down that road. He's dealing we're with not, not going to go down that road, but 
had they had this been an opportunity for them here in the, in in Arizona and the Tucson market, there definitely might have been some opportunities for them to be able to you know reap some revenue, um, and 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 perhaps they want to stay all four years because it's more lucrative for them, you know, yeah. and and also. Let's take a freshman, right? Let's say I'm a freshman. I come into whatever school, ASU or GCU or whatever, and I got a lot of hype going on about me, right? These kids are going to start to learn the business side of all this because when when brands are like, nah, we want to end our partnership deal with you because we didn't get the return on investment that we thought we were going to get when we first brought you in. Your performance on the court has been trash. You haven't been as good as we thought you were going to be. You were kind of okay. The hype is kind of gone with you. And then those dollars drop, start to dry up. You're going to tell yourself, man, I really should not go to the league right now because I'm not even good enough to fucking get sponsorships deals let locally. Right. You know what I mean? Like, so you gotta, you gotta start to reassess your own, your own value. And it's going to cause a lot more. It's going to be very interesting to see how this plays out, but I am encouraged here in the early going that this isn't, you know, it wasn't all of a sudden like all the USC and UCLA type players that were getting these big, huge sponsorship deals I mean, it seems like it's pretty spread across all over the country. Uh, there's guys, uh, you know, there's guys from Iowa already inking deals. Uh, people, as I said, Fresno State, North Carolina, um, in all different sports, um, not only because of their their excellence on the court or on the field, but also because of what they bring social media wise. And and now the important thing here to remember is is they can't use their likeness from a game, so you can't use game images because you can't have the school be a part of your branding. So it's yeah. completely on their own, which changes that fact. And that's what changes this, right? If if I'm Raleigh Alkins or Alonzo Trier and I'm playing for the University of Arizona, when I'm part of your brand, I the University of Arizona cannot be a part of that. Yeah. So it's just me. So if you think I can sell your stuff, then let's go. Let's do it because that's all it is. So if I'm in New York and I don't pay attention to who the hell is the guard at U of A and I see some random dude on a T-Mobile ad and I'm like, who the hell is that? Does that make me want to buy that brand any more than anything else? Probably not. Yeah. You know what I mean? So those are the aspects that a lot of these companies and brands have to think about before. That's why the social media thing is so valuable. And that's why so many of these athletes, if they have a strong social media following, they've They've been there and they, they have a, you know, a huge a presence. That's what these companies are buying. They're buying influencers. That's what they're buying. Yeah. And I think the, with social media now, um, you can get away with benefiting off of name image likeness to where at a time pre-social media, you probably couldn't do it. And it was going to be in classes. Like when you talk about how is this going to affect the smaller sports and Will this kind of put people in different class like kings and queens and then every, everyone else as peasants? That probably was the case back when like Brian Bosworth was playing football at the University of Oklahoma. Like I got me thinking about like older athletes and like who would really benefit from this. I was like thinking about Brian Bosworth, uh, Lou Alcindor at UCLA, or I, I can't believe I'm mentioning his name, but OJ Simpson. Think about o OJ at yeah. USC and in his the early parts of his career and how much money he would have made. But, 
but but that it's but those, but it's the it's the entities, right? It's 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 the yeah. the perception. Like Boz has a distinct haircut. Like you can't yeah. miss Boz. You know who Boz is. You know the Boz. Fab the Fab Five. Fab Five. If, Fab if Five. The Fab Five would have been together on any marketing, dude. Those those guys would have made insane money. Millions. With, Millions. Dude, crazy money. Crazy. So. Uh, you know, at that time, at that point in time, you know, name, image, and likeness benefiting off of that. I mean, it probably would have looked a little suspect. Now with social media and not just, you know, one platform, several platforms. And it seems like every few years, a new platform is created. Think about how big TikTok has become. TikTok is huge now. And so many people like uh, Sedona Prince from the University of Oregon, a women's basketball player, she has thousands, 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 thousands of TikTok followers. And ever since that, that video of exposing the weight room disparities between the women's tournament and the men's tournament, I mean, it, it's increased. So many people are paying attention to these athletes regardless of their sport because social media has completely opened the floodgates. Now I'm just wondering what's going to happen. You know, we're just in the infancy stages right now, mm -hmm. but there's always a loophole, right? There's always crooks, sharks looking to take advantage of yeah. any opportunity. So are, is there ever going to come a time where some of these student athletes are being taken advantage of by companies or, right. or agents? Right. And, and this is why I think it's very important for schools to get behind this right now. I saw at the University of Arizona, and I'm sure a lot of other schools are doing this. They have programs that brings all the student athletes in and they're teaching them on how to market themselves, how to manage and be professional as they learn to become professionals, right? Because these yeah. are all teenagers, people in their early 20s. They don't have all the answers. They don't know all these things. But if they bring in professionals that could teach them and educate them on how to market themselves and benefit off their name, image, or likeness and do it in a professional way and not get scammed, then I, then I think that's great. So I, I think that's where you set yourself apart. If you're a school or a university, right? You get, get behind you, it. Now you, you have those programs in place. Like, Hey, you come in here and we can't promise you X amount of dollars at all, but we can teach you and give you the tools that you need to be able to enhance those assets that you do have to the best of your abilities to make as much money as you can on your own. That's what the purpose of school is, right? That's the fundamental it point of you. school is to come in and to be able to develop the skills that you need to be able to make a living. And that's what the that in and athletics should be no different. Whatever level, if you're a softball player, if you're a badminton star, I don't care what it is. Like, I don't know how many <laughs> schools have badminton, but you know, it, like, it, that's that's part of it, right? Like the education of it. So it's truly fascinating. I, I'm excited to see. I'm excited, but I'm also, you know, uh, there's a little bit of trepidation. You know, I don't want tread this lightly. To be crazy, yeah, for sure. But one thing I am excited about because it's coming back, baby. NCAA college football. Let's go. Let's well, go. But here's my my concern with with NCAA football. So you can't have like direct affiliation with the school in order to make the money, right? Doesn't that kind of defeat the purpose of, of NCAA football? Like you're putting like the names on the back of these kids' jerseys in a football game. So it's technically that player in that game, but they I, but they're wearing this the school's logo in the uniform. So so I think what it's going to be, it's kind of like the NFL and the NFLPA, right? 
Um, you know, so you have the NFL who's giving you the licensing to use or the rights to use their licensing, right? Like all the, all the logos and, and all the bells and whistles that come with that. And then you have the NFLPA, which is the players association without the NFLPA, then you don't have the game with all the names of the players. If the NFLPA wasn't on board, it'd just be, it'd be Madden NFL football with a bunch of team logos and you wouldn't know any of the players, but because the NFLPA also signs the agreement, they're in conjunction with it, and then they can combine the two and do it that way. That's that's going to be the thing going on right now. I, I think I read somewhere where um, they're trying to develop some type of um, some type of um, uh, like association or whatever to where college athletes can sign in or buy in um, and give approval for their likeness um, for something like that in a joint effort. And then if they use their likeness in the game, then they would they would reap a benefit. They would reap. Uh, re- a profit off of it that like uh, Darth Void has said they never had their names. You had to download the rosters and others created, they created the names. Yeah. Totally understand that part. Um, but you knew who number five for USC was when you were playing in 2005 with the USC Trojans in college football, you knew that was Reggie Bush, right? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? He had the fast, he was the fastest kid out there and he was number five. Like that was Reggie Bush. Um, and that's using his likeness. And so without that, you can't use that type of, you know, those those stats or those metrics or whatever. And I think they're trying to combine that to where that that would be uh, OK to do. But I don't know how that works. So it's legally it's really confusing. And we're not even going to get into that at this point. Also legally confusing marijuana. And let's just talk about that. Yeah, <laughs> I dude, uh, for the life of me, you know, and we're going to talk about Shikari Richardson here in a second. Shikari Richardson, sprinter, U.S. Olympic team. She was uh, she 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 qualified for the Olympics to to race in the hundred. Um, unfortunately, uh, she had the death death of a mother. She smoked some weed to kind of you know deal with that, and she got busted for uh, marijuana in her system, and has now she's basically suspended for I think sixty days, and which means she's going to miss the Olympics. Um, it's a travesty. To be honest with you, uh, from my perspective, when we're talking 30 about 30, 30 days, days, my bad, 30, my days. Bad, 30 she's days, she's only going to miss the 100 meter race. She's still going to take part if uh, as it looks right now, she's still going to take part in the four by 100. OK, well, still, that's that's the but, race you wanted to participate in yes. the most. Right. That's your individual. That's glory. the individual. Yeah. And, and it's just I mean, we're really in this day and age where. We can't pass a federal law on marijuana use, but each state can. And it makes absolutely no sense. And then to to throw it in there and, and the IOC, who also had some another outlandish ruling about um, black women and the, the caps that they want to the swim caps that they want to wear because they said it was a competitive advantage, even though it's not even close to a competitive advantage. There was a swim cap company that specifically make swim caps for black women because of the, the volume of the hair um, that they have. Um, You know, I'm sorry, but as a black man, my hair does not get matted down and, and, and like, it just doesn't fall to the side. Like, like typical white people do, you know what I mean? Like it just doesn't like it, it still has bounce. Um, And so I can understand where black women are coming from when it comes to that. And they they struck down that ruling and told them that they basically have to wear the same swim caps everybody else wears, which is this, it's just asinine. It's just asinine. So the IOC 
is just as much at, at fault here as as the you know our our own personal federal government. Um, I just think that the marijuana discussion is so 1970, 80, and 90 that it absolutely needs to go. I don't believe I I I, I certainly believe that athletes use marijuana to deal with stress, to deal with anxiety, and to deal with depression. Um, and I think they should. They should be allowed to do that. And I don't think that, that there, there should be anything wrong with that. I don't understand this. We are in 2021, and we still have idiots running the world that don't understand the medical benefits of marijuana. 36 states, I believe, have it yeah. uh, for medicinal purposes. Not really sure where the count is for recreational as well, but she tested in Oregon, right? That's where the, they had the trials at. Mm -hmm. Wasn't Oregon like the second state to legalize it recreationally? Something like that. So she, so she smoked weed legally in a state where it's legal. Um, okay. And, oh, man, this is just... I have so many thoughts going through my head right now. There's just so much to unpack with this, but here we go. You know, Shakari Richardson is one of the fastest people in the world right now. And she's getting ready for the Olympics and she's dealing with the death of her mother. So rather than turning to alcohol or opioids or other ways of coping with grief, she turned to marijuana, which is used medicinally for anxiety and stress. 19, the, 19 states have it for recreational use. 19 states, okay. So, so she did it legally. And I will say this, though. She knew the rules and where mar marijuana stands with, with the Olympics. Sure. Right? If, you're, if you're training for the Olympics, like, you have to know what's on the banned substance list and what can get you in trouble. And you know what? She took accountability for that. She said, I completely understand um, the punishment. She was a complete adult about it. If I'm Shakari Richardson and I'm, I'm an Olympic athlete and you take away an event that could possibly win me gold, and it's not like the Olympics happen every single year, like, oh, I'll just be back next year. It happens every four years. Yeah. So for you to take that away from me, she was a, a, a bigger adult than me uh, because I would have acted in a different way. And you know what, man? It, it's it's marijuana. You know, they, if they don't test for alcohol, you know, what if what if she showed up to the event drunk? What if she was just so intoxicated, so boozed up, and she still won the event? Is she she's still gonna race? She was still under the influence. And you know what? She ran a 10800. If she was high then and she ran a 108, bro. <laughs> She deserves to be in the Olympics. It's like she she smoked the competition, pun intended. Oh, and, <laughs> and then on top of that, I like Emmanuel Acho a lot. But the tweet yesterday, I don't know if you saw that, mm -hmm. but he tweeted that, you know, anybody can smoke weed and run track. But are we going to trust people who smoke weed and throw javelin? And I'm like... Bro, he was like, where, where do we draw the line in the sand? I'm like, okay, we don't my guy, my guy, people aren't taking bong rips and then going and throwing <laughs> javelin. 
People aren't taking bong rips. Like people are making it seem like Shakira Richardson walked into the track just smoking a blunt. You like, know what I mean? Oh my gosh, man! And I just I feel so bad for her because this what is this isn't a performance enhancing drug, you know? And out of no. all the drugs she tested positive for drugs, it was marijuana. Not performance enhancing drugs. Not anything. And I'm like, it's just it, it's just so frustrating to me. And I just. Listen, I get it. the The rules are rules, and I've and I've heard that, and I, I applaud her for taking accountability. But this is just such an archaic way of thinking, and we just need to get with the times, bro. It yeah. is 2021. Marijuana is legal across medicinally and recreationally in 19 states. 36 medicinal uh, for medic. Uh, can't even talk right now for medicinal purposes. I'm just I, I have, I'm at a loss for words right now, man. Yeah, I agree. Um, I mean, I've said what I said, and I, I disagree with it. But you know, hey, it is what it is, and and we move on, and she'll move on. And like you said, she's handled it with grace, and she's been upfront about it and why she did it. And hey, there it is. So, well, uh, it's been a while, but uh, you know, we took a little two week break. But you know, uh, it, it's kind of hard to transition from weed to uh, to dad jokes. But you know what? <laughs> if you were on weed, the dad jokes probably seem a little funnier. So uh, we'll go ahead and get started with that. Um, Justin, I, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and start it right off the bat. Uh, what did Jay-Z call his fiance? Uh, what, what did Jay-Z call? <laughs> God damn it. Never mind. Fiance? I God damn it. I screwed it all up. Go ahead. You can go. You can go. All right. Uh, I have a Tevin Campbell joke, but enough messing around. Can we talk? <laughs> <laughs> What's the opposite of a croissant? what's that a happy uncle <laughs> okay get it cross aunt croissant uh, this is a, a very music driven dad joke segment for me today okay um i have a tupac joke how do you want it <laughs> oh my god um yeah yesterday you know my kids are here um and uh you know they misplaced things all over the place and i was like hey has anybody seen my gone in 60 seconds dvd it was here a minute ago <laughs> and it was gone in 60 seconds uh, all right um <laughs> i have a swv joke <laughs> okay. but it's but it's weak <laughs> oh my god uh what part of the body always loses Hair. Defeat. <laughs> All right. Um, I have a Jodeci joke. <laughs> okay. But it'll take forever, my lady. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I know. Not, not my best work this week. I'm, I'm sorry. My last one. The inventor of uh, Velcro died. R.I.P. <laughs> That, that I, I don't like Velcro, week. man. It's such a ripoff. <laughs> <laughs> that's dad jokes for this week. And that's another episode of the Total BS Podcast. As always, Justin, tell them where they can find us. Uh, happy 4th of July, everyone. Be safe this weekend. Um, we'll be back as soon as we can. Uh, we appreciate, you know, all of our uh, people who have been down with us. And you know what? I'm just going to put it out there, Saul. If you want to be 
a total BS podcast athlete, then you need to hit us up. I'm not, I'm not promising that we're going to give you buku bucks, but if you want to be the first total BS athlete ever, that you need to hit us up. Saul Bookman, Justin Spears, be a total <laughs> BS athlete. Represent us. We appreciate it. But uh, all seriousness, uh, I appreciate you know everyone uh, who subscribes to us, who listens to us, and you can find us on YouTube, uh, Facebook, Twitter. Um, you can find us also on Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. Total BS is everywhere. And please be sure to subscribe, rate, review, comment, share with all your friends, do all the above. And uh, we appreciate you. Happy 4th of July. There we go, baby. That's another episode of the Total BS Podcast. I'm about to go do some yoga, so we'll see how that goes. Hopefully uh, I don't tear a ligament in my hammies. And, uh, yeah, we're good to go. Until we see you next time, see you when we see you. Peace. Yo, your fans just might turn into our fans. Be cool, it's just a part of this program. Spit your best 16 if you must. You not whack, you just sound whack. Rapping out.